Ray. And I'm Charlotte. And this is the Midnight Record. The Midnight Record. It's a very abrupt stop today. (laughs) Look, we're ladies on a mission. We are. But yes, uh, obviously by the title, and if you know, if you've been around here, these parts for a little while, you know that this is one of our freeform episodes. It is. And today, we're talking about reincarnation, baby. I was also looking at, when I was looking um, up stuff for this episode, I like started getting into like the different like dimensions and I was like, that's, it's too much for this one, but maybe a whole nother episode. What do you mean? Like when people go into a coma and they like, like it was talking about, cause I like, I going into like past life regression and stuff like that. And it's mm-hmm. going into like the different dimensions of like time and space mm-hmm. and like the way these people are able to like go back to their past lives. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is getting a bit too deep for this episode, but perhaps we can talk about something of the sort in another one. Yeah. Like I'm not trying to get too wild in here, but mm-hmm. also... I'm still sick. A heads up in case my voice gets a little crazy. I can't breathe through my nose super well. So you get what you get. She's doing her best. I am. And I might be like a little stiffly, but don't judge me. That's okay. We may clam. No worries. I'm here. I'm doing it. <laughs> um, cool. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to go a little bit into the reincarnation is just like a metaphysical thought process and then or metaphysical, like, belief, and also just, like, some of the religions who do believe in reincarnation. Okay, so reincarnation, the definition, sorry, the definition of reincarnation is the philosophical or religious concept that the non-physical essence of a living being begins a new life in a different physical form or body after a biological death. Resurrection is a similar process process hypothesized by some religions in which a soul comes back into the same body. In most beliefs involving reincarnation, the soul is seen as an immortal and the only thing that becomes perishable is the body. After death, the soul becomes transmigrated into a new infant or animal to live again. The term transmigration means passing of soul from one body to another after death. Um, Now, I think a lot of us, well, maybe not, but I mean, I'm certainly familiar with a lot of, um, Indian religions who believe in reincarnation, such as like, um, Buddhists and, uh, Hinduism, um, also, uh, paganism. Um, however, there are Hindu and pagan groups that do not believe in reincarnation reincarnation instead of believing in an afterlife just like with all religions there are different like sex and different you know um different branches yes um in various forms it occurs as an esoteric belief in many streams of judaism in different aspects in some beliefs of the indigenous peoples of the americas and some indigenous australians um although most uh indigenous people of Australia believe in like an afterlife or a spirit world. Um, a belief in rebirth was held by Greek historical figures such as Socrates and Plato, as well as in various modern religions. Although the majority of denominations within Christianity and Islam do not believe in individuals reincarnate, 
do not believe that individuals reincarnate, particular groups within these religions do refer to reincarnation. These groups include the mainstream historical and contemporary followers of um, Cathars, Alawites, and Druze, and the Rosicrucians. The historical relations between these sects and beliefs about reincarnation that were characteristic of uh, Neoplatonism, yes, I said that correct, um, Orphism, uh, and Gnosticism of the Roman era, as well as Indian religions that have been the subject of recent scholarly research. In recent decades, many Europeans and North Americans have developed an interest in reincarnation and many contemporary works mention it. So we'll go a little bit into like Buddhist beliefs because I feel like that is one of the most well-known religions that do believe in reincarnation. And that's, you know, obviously where a huge source of karma comes from. It's like anything you do in this life will affect you not only in this life, but moving like in your next life as well. And how you want to try to be like the best person that you possibly can so that you have a really good reincarnation for your next life for sure. According to various Buddhist scriptures, um, Buddha believed in the existence of an afterlife in another world and reincarnation. Quote, since there actually is another world, any world other than the present human one, i.e. different rebirth realms, one who holds the view there is no other world has a wrong view, unquote. Um, and that comes from 402. Um, great year. I heard they had great wine. Um, the Buddha also asserts that karma influences rebirth, like I was just saying, and that the cycles of repeated births and deaths are endless. Before the birth of Buddha, ancient Indian scholars had developed competing theories of an afterlife, which included the materialistic school of thought such as Sharvaka, which poise that death is the end. There is no afterlife, no soul, no rebirth, no karma. And they describe death to be a state where the living being is completely annihilated and dissolved. Sort of like when we talked about near death experiences, how some people said like, I just went into like an ocean of consciousness and then it wasn't, I wasn't just, you know, I wasn't me anymore. I was just energy. And I feel like that's sort of what these people are. uh, I'm sorry. I feel like this is what that school of thought is like referring to um buddha rejected this theory adopting the afterlife existing theories on rebirth criticizing the materialistic schools that denied rebirth and karma um and such beliefs are inappropriate and dangerous stated buddha because such annihilation views oh because such a night Because such views about annihilation encourage moral irresponsibility, material hedonism, and he tied moral responsibility to rebirth, which, you know, I completely understand that because if there are no consequences, we see it with sociopaths and psychopaths. It's like, if you don't believe that there are consequences or you can't feel like that compassion or that there is going to be consequences for your actions, then people really do horrible, horrible things. You know, um, we see it with a lot of serial killers that we talk about how they're like, well, what's the worst that's going to happen to me? Like I die, fuck it. Like whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. it's just, um, it's definitely a bummer for sure. So there are a lot of ancient religions that have 
a lot, like have some scripture about reincarnation, um, and things relating to that. But like I said, like Buddhists, that's sort of the number one. I wanted to briefly just like talk about some of the more modern schools of thoughts and like religious movements when it comes to reincarnation. Sure. Um, so spirit, so spiritism, a Christian philosophy codified in the 19th century by French educator, Alan Kardec, teaches reincarnation or rebirth into human life after death. According to the doctrine, free will and cause and effect are the, uh, are the pillars of reincarnation and reincarnation provides a mechanism for man's spiritual evolution in successful lives. So again, it's like making sure that people know that there are things coming for you if you are not a good person other than, you know, what you can see on earth. Now, one of the most, uh, (laughs) one of the most famous cults that we have talked about but haven't covered quite yet does believe in reincarnation and rebirth, and that is Scientology. Yay! Where is Shelly Miscavige? Anyway, (laughs) um, that's for another day. Uh, (laughs) So according to Scientology's beliefs and practices, past reincarnation, usually termed past lives, is a key part of the principles of the Church of Scientology. Scientologists believe in the believe that the human individual is actually a thetan, an immortal spiritual entity that has fallen into a degraded state such as the such as a result of past life experiences. Scientology auditing is intended to free the person of these past life traumas and recover past life memory leading to a higher state of spiritual awareness, which if you know anything about Scientology, the whole Thetan idea and getting rid of your Thetans and your past lives and your past karma is a, is like the biggest pillar of their cult. Yeah. So the idea is echoed in their highest fraternal religious order, the Sea Org, which whose motto is uh, Revenimus. Rev, which means we come back and whose members sign a billion year contract as a commitment to the ideal. Uh, L. Ron Hubbard, the founder of Scientology, does not use the word reincarnation to describe these beliefs, noting that, quote, the common definition of reincarnation has been altered from its original meaning. The word has come to be born again in different life forms, whereas an actual definition is to be born again in the flesh of another body. Scientology ascribes to this latter original definition of reincarnation. The first writings in Scientology regarding past lives date back to around 1951, maybe slightly earlier. However, in 1960, Hubbard published a book on past lives entitled, Have You Lived Before This Life? Great title. Um, (laughs) Very to the point. Have you? Have have you? Have you? Have you? In 1968, he wrote Mission into Time, a report on a five-week sailing expedition to Sardinia, Sicily, and Carthage to see if scientific evidence could be found to substantiate L. Ron Hubbard's recall of incidents in his own past life centuries ago. Um, Also, past lives are a part of uh, the neo-pagan religion Wicca, which... I feel a lot of people 
know of, but don't know a ton about. Um, and it's very much like accepted part of the Wiccan faith. Um, Wiccans also believe that death and afterlife are important experiences for the soul to transform and prepare for future lifetimes. And, um, you know, of course, in Western culture, there are a lot of schools of thoughts surrounding reincarnation. Um, they're not quite as tied into religious culture, like right. in Western culture in general, like point blank period. Yeah. Um, and there are some sects and we'll leave some like really interesting articles down below that if you want to read more about that. But um, yeah, that's sort of like the history and like yeah. some like modern like tidbits of where reincarnation is still in our modern day society. Yeah. Because sure. I feel like sometimes people think of reincarnation as like a very like ancient thought process. Right. You know, it's based in very ancient, long religions and it totally is, right. but it's fascinating that there's, you know, that there is still prominent groups in society that do believe in reincarnation. Yeah. Or on the flip side, I feel like some people think of it as like, like kind of like along the lines of like psychics and yeah. like things that like, things like, like you can either like very much believe in or be like, that's just made up stuff. Like, you know totally. what I mean? Like medium psychics kind of like along those like spiritual lines. Yes. 100%. For sure. This is just kind of taken from a oh, a more fun article I found, not really, like, obviously, well, obviously, reincarnation isn't really based on fact, because nobody can prove it. Sure. <laughs> but this, these are some of, like, the signs that people say can, like, I guess, show that you've lived a past life, mm-hmm. and I just thought it was interesting. So mm-hmm. the first one, of course, is deja vu. Which oh, yes. is, for the, I mean, most people know, but the sensation that you have, like, been somewhere before met a person before just something feeling like very familiar i get it quite often and it's a very weird feeling like you're like this happened and i know Mm -hmm. it and it's like it's just a very strange feeling um but they say that sometimes this is a sign of a past life like in a in a specific place or with a particular person or oh that's interesting that's not that's not how i view deja vu personally like i view deja vu as I have seen it before, as in I've seen the future. So, like, right. when I feel deja vu, it's like, oh, I'm on the right, I'm on my quote-unquote right, right path. Yeah, I've heard of it like that before, too. I mean, with that being said, like, I don't get t- deja vu a lot. But, like, when I do, I have, like, dreamed of it before. Uh-huh. And then it'll happen. Sure. Or, or I'll, like, think about something that's going to happen and then it does happen, mm-hmm. you know? Um, I don't, that's very interesting. I, I guess I didn't really put it to, I've never put it together that it right. could be past life oriented. Also, when I was looking it up, another thing that we're talking about was kind of, um, like kind of like the dim- dimensions and timelines that we were talking about mm-hmm. and that whole, like, like we live on these like multiple, like planes of existence, Yeah, planes of existence. And, like maybe it like, like, it's just like, that's when you get into the thinking that's like, so like you, it like boggles my mind to like Mm -hmm. even think about but like i could see that being like a thing as well all right so the second one is that your dreams are so real that it's like you're actually there so it says like do you have vivid detailed dreams of yourself in different times and places oh my god that might be a past life memory emerging i feel like my dreams are too bizarre to be real My dreams are usually just off the wall. I mean, like, I'll either have really bizarre ones where I'm like, there's no way that that would happen. Or I'll have have ones that are so real that that I'll literally be like, 
oh, I put my keys on the bar, like, on yeah, the bar yeah, on the I guess way I do out. Have ones like that. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, wait, no, they're sitting over here with my purse. Like, yeah. that was in my dream. Yeah. I'll have things like that. Or, like, that whole, um, sometimes, like, you wake up because you feel like you're falling thing. Uh-huh. That happens to me a lot. Me but. too. Yeah, so I thought that was interesting. Like, yeah. maybe you're, like, having these memories peek through. The next was is being an expert on a certain time in history or culture or being attracted to a certain time in history or culture. So it says talents and abilities, likes and dislikes and attractions and aversions can also be clues to past lives. You might feel yourself being drawn to certain people or to certain cultures, even if you've never visited them. You might find you're able to learn certain subjects or prepare for a profession more easily than others. So like things you're attracted to. And the the thing that I kind of thought of because I've tra- I've traveled quite a bit, but like there was something about when I was in uh, Barcelona that felt like super familiar, and like I like I was just like kind of like magnetically drawn there, and like felt very like at peace in a way there, mm-hmm. and like happy. And I feel like that could be like something of what they're talking about. Like you you're just somewhere that you've never been, and you just feel this like closeness to it. I mean, like that's how I sort of felt like when I was studying abroad in London. Like I f- was mm. just so immediately comfortable there. Yes. And, I mean, like, I am really obsessed with, like, Tudor history. Mm-hmm. Like, to, I know entirely too much about Tudor history and, yeah. like, King Henry VIII. And I'm like, um, is that me? Yeah. Is this play about me? <laughs> um, that's very interesting. Yeah, though. I thought so, too. And the last one, I think there was more, but these are, like, the first four that I pulled. Look, um, you know these episodes, we give you the highlights yeah. if you want to go do a deep dive yourself. We're, it's that's in why the, we, it's in the show notes. That's why we, <laughs> that's why the tagline is, a, we'll put you in a Wikipedia rabbit hole at th- yes. until 3 a.m. So spiral, like, spiral on people. We're spiral all spiraling on. together. All right. So the last <laughs> one is having a soulmate. So it's very common to travel through different lives with the same group of souls. They are called groupings, soulmates, or soul companions, or soul families. And we seem to learn from our spiritual lessons and accumulate or resolve our karma with our soul groups. Relationships may change from life to life, but the souls are the same. For example, your grandmother might reincarnate as your grandson, or something along those lines. Mm. In a sense, we never lose our loved ones because we are always being reunited either on the other side or back in physical bodies that's beautiful though i know i thought that was really like like these soul groupings i thought that was interesting like because it's not even saying like oh your soulmate that you find like like the person that you love and your life partner which is also like a cool concept but like to have like this group of people you love who are like still the same souls going from life to life i thought that was really cool all right so those are those the signs now i'm gonna get into something i had like researched in the past that i thought was interesting so it's uh past life regression and in particular dr brian i think it's it's either weiss i'm gonna say weiss it's either w-e-i-s-s weiss. yes yeah i think it's weiss. <laughs> weiss um yeah and i find this fascinating yeah. because like i am very like spiritual and a lot of like people who I interact with or people who I follow online, like, are, like, have talked about this uh-huh. before, so. Yeah. I'd be interested in doing it for myself. Yeah. Um, okay, so Dr. Brian Weiss had a patient that made him become a believer in past life regression. His patient, Catherine, began tapping into her past lives during their sessions. Um, he's a psychiatrist. Mm. Uh, she had a phobia of water and remembered a past life in which she drowned. 
She also began having memories of a life in ancient Egypt and was even able to correct some experts on their facts. Um, He initially wrote this off as information she might have previously known or researched or something of that nature. But one day under hypnosis, she started talking about her experience in between her past lives. Mm. She told Dr. Weiss that his son's spirit was there watching over him and described the rare heart deformity that he had died from. This was not public information or something he had shared with her previously. Mm. She also talked of how he named his daughter after his father who had passed. And this, I mean, these were things that she couldn't have known. So this really made him interested and kind of a believer in this whole past life regression thing. Absolutely. Um, And I mean, I feel like I'd feel the same way. Uh, Mm. Dr. Weiss, Weiss from then on dedicated much of his time to exploring past life regression and the studies of reincarnation. He uses hypnosis to lead his patient back in a time to their earliest memories. Then he takes them even further back into what he says are their previous lives. From that point, he says he and his patients are able to examine the experience that seem to have formed the roots of their current fears and phobias and he says, if you can connect your current fears to a past life, those fears will often disappear or become less. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So this is uh, one of the case studies that I found for a uh, woman named Jody, And I think this was on Oprah, actually, because he's been on Oprah. Oh, fascinating. Wait, sorry. So just to clarify. So like if you like heal from like your trauma from your past life right, that you don't have you won't have it now. yeah yeah oh, interesting so he does a lot he works a lot with people with like serious phobias or like serious fears like that the one of drowning and now this one we're getting into um her name is jody and she's always been terrified of dolls Look, dolls are creepy they though are. They, they are. do be creepy though <laughs> they, they, are. they live in that uncanny valley for me just like clowns do yeah if, like, especially, like, look, I have the little, like, um, Funko Pop things. Those don't scare me. Yeah. Porcelain dolls scare me. Yes. I used to have some in my room and they always creep me out. Oh, so they're so, <laughs> so creepy. So they creepy. They are. I think it's because they have, they have, like, this human aspect to them. And they're, yeah, they're just weird. <laughs> nope. And not to mention, there's been, like, a lot of, like, paranormal movies that involve them and things like that. Oh, my God. No. It's and like... there's haunted dolls in real life. Oh, my God. All right. So... One of Josie's earliest memories is having her picture taken with Santa and they asked her to pose with a doll for the picture. And Jody says she was screaming inside, please don't make me hold that doll. Her fear is so strong that she says she doesn't even let her daughter own dolls. One day when picking her daughter up from daycare, she arrived and found her daughter walking out holding a baby doll and she couldn't even pick her daughter up until the doll was gone. So she has like it's a serious fear it's not just like oh those creep me out it's like i don't want to be around one that type of fear it's like i cannot function around right yeah so dr weiss tries past life regression with jody and attempt to find the root of the fear he says go through the door and through the light join the scene where the experience or the person on the other side of the light is in a past life Jody sees her grandfather who died almost 20 years ago welcoming her she's happy to see him but misses him Dr. Weiss explains that Jody's grandfather is going to be her spirit guide through this process. Mm. Then Jody says, died too soon. Dr. Weiss leads Jody to the moment in her past life when she died. She says, I see an accident scene, a car. 
Dr. Weiss asks if there's anyone else in the car. She says, my babies. It feels real. And then I'm kind of gone and I'm with Papa. So her grandfather. Mm. Um, Jody becomes very emotional and Dr. Weiss asks Jody to look beyond the moment in which she died and to focus on the lives of her babies in the car. Jody says she sees them as they grow up. They're healthy and good kids, she says. Dr. Weiss believes that Jody's fear of dolls originates from not being able to protect her children in a past life. Mm. This is a fear she would have carried over to her next life. According to Dr. Weiss, the dolls Jody is so fearful of are representative of the children that she had left behind. So the doll is like a metaphor for her babies. Um, and Jody says that moving forward from this, she's able to better control her fear of dolls now that she knows the cause behind it. And she has yeah. this like source of her trauma and of her fear. Yeah. So I thought that was super interesting. Sad, but interesting. Well, and interesting that she was able to like see the children like grow and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like very, very cool. Well, it's fascinating to me that like, well, I mean like now it like really makes sense to me. Right. Because like baby dolls literally look like small children. Right. And they are directly associated with small children because they are toys That's for how kids. kids. Like yeah. kids take care of them as if they are their children. That's how kids develop empathy and compassion, right. you know, is, you know, or, you know, that's what, I don't know, parental books say or something. Right. But like, it's like, you know, I'm, you know, psychology. Yeah. 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 yeah kids. Um, but yeah, it's, um, that's very interesting. Though. Yeah. I mean, that completely makes sense to me for yeah. sure. I agree. And I thought he, there's so much more on him and so many other case studies that he talks about that he's done, but I found that one interesting mm. and the one that he originally, especially because she was able to tap into like some things about him that nobody knew. Mm. So I thought that was super interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. Put it crazy. John and Florence Pollock were devastated when their daughters, Joanna and Jacqueline, died in a car accident on May 5th, 1957. The following year, they were thrilled to hear that they were expecting uh, twins. The twins, Jillian and Jennifer, were born identical except for Jennifer's birthmarks. She had a birthmark on her waist similar to a birthmark that Jacqueline had had and a birthmark on her forehead that resembled one of Jacqueline's scars. Mm -hmm. John and Florence moved away from their old home when their daughters were three months old. John and Florence told Jillian and Jennifer very little about their late sisters, but the girls seemed to share Joanna and Jacqueline's memories. They would request old toys that had belonged to the deceased twins, recognize landmarks when traveling to their parents' former home, and were inexplicably terrified of cars. Upon seeing oncoming traffic, they would scream that the cars were coming to get them. Luckily, by the age of five, these frightening memories seemed to have mostly faded away, the girls went on to live relatively normal adult lives. However, their story is still frequently cited as evidence of reincarnation. That's a, that's like one of the ones that I knew about even before we yeah. did any research because I had read about that. And that uh-huh. one is like, man, I mean, we say it a lot on this podcast, but like kids, man, like I'm telling you what, they, they've got some, they've got some kind of like senses. They're tapped into something that yeah. like you just don't get when you're an adult. Yeah. Like even like seeing spirits and things like that, like. We know, like, animals and kids... Totally. ...are very, like, attuned to it for some reason. For sure. I think maybe it's just because they're, like, more open to it. Like, and, like, like being young, you don't have, like, the life experience where, like, people tell you, like, it's not real or, like, things like that. Like, you're, like... I don't know. Or You don't have as much environmental influence. Right. 
Right. Or more so, like, being closer to, like, like, if it is, like, reincarnation or whatnot, like, being closer to that, like, spirit realm in between. Right. Or, like, because like, they were, like, recently, like, right. born or whatever. Potentially there, yeah. Yeah. Why Yolds? So this is about Arthur Flowerdew. Yeah, what a yeah, name. For his entire life, Arthur Flowerdew was haunted with yeah, inexplicable and vivid memories of a city surrounded by a desert and a temple carved into a cliff. One day while watching a BBC documentary on television, he saw the city of Petra, Georgia. Petra, Jordan. To his amazement, the city matched the one in his head. After Andrew shared his story with several people, BBC reporters contacted him asking him to put his story on television. Several archaeologists flew to Petra with Andrew. He recognized landmarks with ease, including sites that had not yet been uh, excavated yet. When presented with an ancient device, the purpose of which had baffled scholars for years, he offered a plausible explanation regarding its use. After seeing a guard station, Andrew recalled that he had died there when he was stabbed with a spear. The expert, the experts who accompanied Andrew believed his claims of reincarnation, doubting somebody would be able to fake or fabricate the knowledge that he displayed. Andrew maintained that he never studied the city previously and only heard about it upon seeing it on television. While Andrew could possibly have withheld information regarding his education, many believe this is a true reincarnation story. Yeah. Very interesting. I feel like if he did have education on this, like, somebody would know. Right. Somebody would have... if he had studied it in school or something like that. Like, somebody would know that. Like, it wouldn't just be a secret. I don't know. Yeah, somebody... This is before the internet, right? Right, yeah. I mean, somebody would have... Somebody would have told somebody else, you know. Right. Yeah, it's very interesting. For sure. And that that kind of relates to, like, my next one, which is about Barbara Carlin, who was born in Sweden in 1954. And from the time she could talk, uh, she was telling her parents strange stories about someone named Anne Frank. Carlin ca- claimed she was Anne Frank and that she had nightmares of men kicking down the door in her home and taking her away. And now when I heard of this, I was like, Anne Frank is so, like, like widely known. But I think at this time it was it was pretty recent and Anne Frank didn't become, like, popularized right away. I'm sorry, what year was this again? This was in 1954. So it was literally Anne Frank yeah. died in 1945. I don't think, I don't think, like, her diary became, like, published. It was know. originally published in 1947. Interesting. But I guess at the same time, though, such a young child wouldn't have read it. Like, no. From being, like, a little child. And it seems as though the parents didn't know. Because this was in Sweden. So I don't know when it became, like, more, like, widely known. Or I don't know. And like I said, this isn't, like, the times of the internet. So if they didn't pick up this book, mm-hmm. maybe they wouldn't have known. I don't know. But regardless, this story is, like, pretty widely. Like, I looked it up, like, besides the source that I found. And it's, like, written down, like, all over the place. So Yeah, for sure. Um, So... Her parents were perplexed uh, because they had no, oh yeah because they had no idea Anne Frank was a real person. Frank died in 1945 in the Bergen-Belsen concentration camp after Nazis Nazis discovered her and her family hiding in an attic in Amsterdam. They were trying to avoid persecution for being Jew- Jewish. 
Carlin's parents took her to Amsterdam when she was 10 years old. She quickly led them to Anne Frank's house with no directions, correctly identified a spot on the wall where Frank had hung photos of movie stars, and noted that the steps were different than she remembered them. All of this was enough to finally make her parents believe she really was the reincarnation of Anne Frank, and she's been writing books about her experience ever since. So, like, there's, I would be interested to read the books. Yeah, but like to, But, like, to be able to, for a 10-year-old, to be able to be in a completely new city and just lead there with no directions, that's kind yeah. of amazing. Yeah, that one I would love, to, I really want to lean towards the, like, I believe that one might be reincarnation because like to your point super young literally 10 Uh only seven years after the book was published probably i mean i i've like i don't know about you but i grew up like i had like i had to read the diary of Anne Frank. i think in like eighth grade or something that's i don't think that was very common in the 50s so um fascinating yeah. well yeah and just like it's always like the the thing that always gets me with these types of stories it's like it's the insider knowledge you right know? right like how would a 10 year old know that and to be like doing specific things in the house being like i hung photos here like the stairs were different like like things that even somebody who had read the book wouldn't know like the exact right. spot or like like i read in the book of Anne Frank, and i wouldn't be able to walk you to her house without directions for sure like, it's just wild. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's all I Crazy have town stories. Magoo. Um, yeah, I have, I have one, I have another story as well. Okay, um, this one's interesting because as a child who grew up with a lot of music, I'm like, hmm, fascinating. All right, so Vladimir Levinsky, who was born David Seacombe in England in the 1930s, had such an innate gift for playing piano that he was able to teach himself to be a concert pianist. When he was asked, when he, when asked about lessons, he remarked, I have no time for them. I have a technique of my own. I'm like, all right. So gifted was Vladimir that at, and at such a young age that he became, he came to recognize himself as the reincarnation of Franz Linsk, the, oh, Lisk, List, List, sorry, of Franz Liszt, the German composer and pianist. By 21, he was performing for packed concert halls and known as the Paganini of piano. Unfortunately, Vladimir's interest in Franz Liszt at times came on like bordering of obsession, such as when he was playing a concert on January 23rd, 1952 and sat playing halfway through to talk about Franz. The audience was disappointed, but Vladimir for his part felt the concert was a tremendous success in part because he experienced it as only the reincarnation of the renowned composer and performer Franz could. Interesting. And that kind of ties back into uh, the signs that we talked about where, like, you're, like, just, like, really particularly drawn to or, like, easily learn a certain skill. Right. Like, to be able to teach yourself to be a concert pianist, like, that's that's pretty crazy. For sure. Like, it seems like he would have known it in a past life and it, like, carried over. I mean, people self-teach themselves. Yeah. Uh, instruments all the time, but, but maybe all these people had a past life with music. 
(laughs) (laughs) But I think when it comes to, like, that type of, like, prodigy or, like, genius, like, maybe there is definitely something to it for sure. Um, Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, that's interesting. I was like, "Hmm, I think so. Wild. Um, Cool. I mean, do you have anything else? No. I mean, if anybody has any <laughs> stories about how they had past lives, go ahead and shoot them at us. We are always happy to read your yeah. emails and your DMs and all the things, all of your comments. Um, speaking of, Ray, would you like to tell the good people where they can find us? Sure thing. At the Midnight Record at uh, on hello at the Midnight <laughs> Record on Instagram and TikTok at TMR Pod on Twitter and the Midnight Record at gmail.com. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast listening platforms. Once again, Spotify does have a rating system now, so we would love to see those five stars keep coming in, baby. Yeah. Um, but regardless, we just really appreciate the support and thank you so much for listening. Also, please don't forget to check out our brand new Patreon and merch pages. They will be linked down in the show notes below, but they are also linked in our link tree and our on our Instagram and TikToks as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we're just really excited for year two. And thanks again for su- the, all the support. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. You guys rock. Um, we've gotten up to 19 reviews on Spotify. Yes. I think it was only like 14 the last time I checked. So thank you guys for yes. doing that. Yes, we love it. We live, laugh, and we love. We um, <laughs> Ray needs to go to bed now. because I can't breathe. <laughs> well, let's get Miss Ray to bed. And <laughs> until next time. I'll see you at midnight. I'll see you at midnight. If I make it. <laughs>